Hi, I'm David Freudberg, host of Humankind. Listeners know that we explore many realms of the human journey, and some of our podcasts, including some of my favorites, delve into wisdom traditions, sometimes ancient writings or teachings that arise from a variety of backgrounds, sources that help us to focus on truths that really matter. And a lot of this boils down to connecting to something bigger than ourselves, to see that we're all part of some mysterious river of meaning, that the whole is truly greater than the sum of its parts. When I can get calm and touch that inner place of quietude, it points me homeward. Thank you. Humankind is produced in association with WGBH Boston and supported by the Humankind Program Fund. Additional funding for this series has been provided by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, the National Institutes of Health, the Annie E. Casey Foundation, and the Park Foundation. I think the song has a lot of meaning not only from the words but from the music, and it's talking about peace, and there are these gorgeous, soft, you know, harmonies, and that shows peace, and then there are these, you know, huge crescendos, and these, you know, feel like cymbals crashing, and these huge, you know, great, great harmonies where everyone's all, you know, singing all together, and that's peace too, and peace can be powerful, peace can be soft, um, and I think especially at a time like this that peace can accomplish a lot more than, than war, and then, you know, we need to look within ourselves and find the attitude first that we don't want violence, that we want peace, and that there are lots of different sides to peace. A high school chorus reacts to the anthem, Let There Be Peace on Earth, and we hear from the woman who wrote the lyrics. You're listening to Humankind. I'm David Freudberg. It's a simple concept and also a truly profound one. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. The beautiful song by that title is an unofficial anthem of the United Nations. It's been performed by everyone from Johnny Mathis to Mahalia Jackson. It's widely sung by school choirs and religious congregations. For generations now, the lyrics have touched listeners. And especially today, the words express a deep human yearning. When it says, let peace begin with me, it says that uh, I have the power to create peace, even when there is so much hate and war that's going on in the world at this time. These familiar, memorable lyrics were composed in the summer of 1955 by Jill Jackson Miller, a Hollywood actress who had starred in seven westerns. Born in Independence, Missouri, she became an orphan as a young child and would eventually plunge into despair. 
but her painful early life led her onto an odyssey of seeking spiritual solutions to the troubles of the world. Decades after writing her famous song, Jill Jackson Miller spoke with me at her home in Los Angeles. My late husband, Cy Miller, and I were songwriters. And one day we heard a program speaking about that peace to become a manifest reality has to be in the hearts and practice of the individual, which of course is a basic truth. And we were taken over by this lovely idea and began almost immediately to write this song. We were aware that we are instruments of this idea because a really a wonderful simple truth came through. But we didn't know this until what began to happen to it because it took us about three weeks of putting it away and taking it out, the polishing so-called. Then at the end of three weeks, my husband and I looked at each other and said, wonder if anybody will like this. This is really a very strange song. Well, a few weeks after that, a young man came, a, a very radiant <clears throat> song leader who was uh, going to be teaching songs at the National Conference of Christians and Jews Workshop in the mountains of California, right up from Palm Springs. And uh, he said, I'm looking for some new songs. And he looked over some of the things that we had there. And my husband, always very happy about singing songs, uh, sang a few songs with him. Then he saw this one on the piano and he said, I like that. What is that? So I said, well, it's a new song. Well, let's sing it. He was immediately taken over by the spirit of it. He said, I'd like to try it out with the young people. So we were invited to go up to that workshop about 100 miles from here. And in this wonderful interfaith, interracial workshop of 180 teenagers, there was this feeling of true empathy and understanding and wanting to really find the way that life can be lived. And when they heard and sang this song the first time in the mess hall, it took them over and it became their theme without anybody's voting or anything. They sang it in a circle and they envisioned the world in the circle. They envisioned the world in their circle. And they said, we want to live it and share it. So 75 of them literally began to share the song. And my late husband figured it took us about 30 hours a week for 10 years to answer the mail. It's like trying to describe what happens if 75 people toss pebbles into a, a lake. The ripples from each pebble is like a new movement. And the effect of this song seemed to be the same as it was on the teenagers where they took it. And the people did the same. And it began to go out in these magnificent circles. And the mail began to come in from uh, school choir directors and from every kind of person, because they just took it everywhere. It may be true that nothing is so powerful as an idea whose time has come. Somehow the vision stated in the poetic lyrics of Let There Be Peace on Earth genuinely speaks to people of all traditions in the way of an ancient truth or a biblical psalm. And very quickly after it was written in the 1950s, the song and its message started to circulate and resonate around the globe. You can begin something today, David, let's say, and you tell three people who will tell three people who will tell three people, and in 21 days it's all over the world. It was that effect. So you personally didn't go all over the world, but you're telling it and sharing it. 
you see, allows it to continue to expand. This simple truth of peace beginning with the individual has made its way to the madrigal chorus of Belmont High School, a group of award-winning young singers outside Boston whose performance of Let There Be Peace on Earth is heard in this program. They've sung it dozens of times and have pondered the weighty meaning of the lyrics. For me, the song is really comforting because I guess at this time when everything's really scary in the world and I'm just so afraid that more people are going to die. I don't know, we sing it in my church, so that kind of brings it closer to me as well. What age did you learn this song, do you think? Oh, probably I was five or six. We've been singing this in church since I've been going to church and being in the services. And I think just the idea that you can be at peace with yourself and let that reflect onto other people and into the world. Some of the comments we're hearing were recorded after the terrible events of September 11th. It was a deep trauma for Americans in general, and perhaps especially for young people. The security blanket of relative peace many had come to take for granted was abruptly ripped away. Now the recent terrorist attacks in Paris and the relentless epidemic of domestic gun violence have once more shattered whatever sense of calm we had settled into. And we are again debating the wisdom of military intervention in the Middle East. The peace song is made all the more poignant. Even if there is trouble in the world, that if one can be at peace with themselves and so let the peace begin with one person, that's a really good thing to think about and it makes you feel a lot better. Why do you think that it has been used so often at your church? I guess with your religion that every person is an individual and God loves every person and every person has the ability to change something or to do what God would want them to do, to be at peace. What's really different about my take on music and especially in this song is that I'm not religious at all. I don't go to church. Um, I don't really know if I believe in um, God or, or whatever. I, I have no idea. I'm more scientific-based, I think. Um, it's hard for me to take that leap of faith. But what this song and what some of the other people... I know everybody's here and singing because we all have a love of music. And that's really what um, music is for me. It's what people were saying about the really tight harmonies and about how... Um, there's these crescendos that stress certain points in the song. And it's not, for me, it's not so much the words that come across. It's like, it's what we're doing. And in a way, it's a bigger sense because we're all coming together here to create this really incredible sound. Um, and if we can come together with a common love of music, then that really, that's what gives me hope. Because if a small group of us can come together for this one common love, then our country can come together in a time like this for a common um, for a common goal. And I know that a lot of people are have conflicting views right now. Some people think that um, you know we should go to war. Some people think it would be better if we didn't. And I think that music in one way, it's really beautiful. And you can get this really deep meaning out of the words if that's the way you feel. But but also it gives you this better sense of hey, if, if this group of you know, teenagers in a high school can come together and make such an incredible sound, then why can't we as a country? So that's really what 
I and, take from it. And as a world. Exactly. I mean, it starts off with, I'm an alto, and it starts off this gorgeous, you know, soft, really, like, sounds peaceful, you know, melody, and then, you know, the guys come in, and it adds more, and it builds more, and then, you know, by the middle, end of the song, it's this huge, loud, gorgeous mixing of different voices, and I think that represents peace, because people are coming together, voices are coming together, and it's loud, and, you know, not only is the piece soft, like in the beginning, but it's also very, very powerful. This song means a lot to me because it shows me that I am an individual that has an importance, that I have the power to create a uh, stillness, to create a peacefulness that might help um, bring the world back to more of a um, justified peace than before. I just wanted to comment on one like part of the song. Um, I was talking with my mother after um, a performance of this and the lines um, with God as our father brothers all are we and my mom and I talked about like that specific line and um, I just think that that part of the song is really meaningful like to everybody no matter what religion they are no matter where they come from just because like that's what everybody needs to think about is that we all come from the same place and we are all like intertwined so tightly that we can't be evil to each other. And that's the part of the song that I really love. So does that particularly touch you when you get to that line in the lyric? Yes, because I just think about everybody and um, how if they heard this, the song and they could listen to that, the whole song and that particular part and just kind of take that into themselves, like the world could just, you know, you could just think of everybody as your brother or as your sister. And you don't want to harm your brother or sister, so. Why would you want to fight them? Recent world turmoil has caused many to reflect on life and on our place in the world. For the young Madrigal singers of Belmont High School in Massachusetts, the lyrics to Let There Be Peace on Earth offer a sense of reassurance in uncertain times. What the song means to me is really the overwhelming feeling of helplessness that I've had. It really like helps to think that one person, when contributed to another person, to another person altogether, can make more difference than we can ever imagine. Like, it's really, it's really a moving song for me. I think it's hope is the word that should be highlighted, even though it's not one of the lyrics in the song. And I just want to share, probably there are a few lines that I really like of this song, but um, one of them that I think is very important is, let this be my vow to make that decision to be peaceful and to make peace, like, now. And I think it's so important that we do make that decision, and when we feel at this time that peace is the only way, or that we you know, if we feel we need to work for peace, and you know, say to yourself, okay, that anger and all that is not an option. So I think if you say that now and come 
times when times get difficult and really tough, then you'll remember and you say, I made this vow that I'm going to make peace. But I think that as long as your goal is peace, then, you know, just stick to it and you made a vow. So I, I just think that's a very important part of the song. In 1986, when I met the writer of Let There Be Peace on Earth, the late Jill Jackson Miller, she was one of those rare, radiant human beings with dynamic, almost overflowing energy. She genuinely marveled at how her simple song had caught fire and traveled a path around the globe. It was included in a host of major songbooks, recorded by dozens of celebrities, and performed for the Pope, many American presidents, and the Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev. It's inclusive, you see, the inclusiveness. For instance, the song is used uh, by interfaith groups. During the Olympics, they had a beautiful interfaith thing, which included all the basic religions of the world. In the, they did a beautiful thing called Yearnings for Peace, and what did they close with? Let There Be Peace on Earth, because it seems to be the only song that all the different faiths feel totally comfortable in. Now, I feel today that people need validation very much, so let it begin with me. Let there be peace on earth, and let it begin with me. We have the vision, you see. For instance, the earth from the moon looks like a beautiful, peaceful neighborhood from the moon. And we realize that people have to shape up to make it that way, right? Many people have felt, I'm really not important. I'm like a number in a computer. Well, that is not true, because each one of us has a heart and a consciousness. And when we are broadcasting, wherever we are, this loving spirit, this kind, loving, inclusive spirit, we are broadcasting literally in our thoughts and in our presence something wonderful. Now imagine if millions of people are doing this, and they are today. There are literally millions that are trying to do this. Now, when you have these hearts turned on, when they're turned off, of course, they're not broadcasting. That's why people need to be validated, to know that each one is important in this. Each heart is important. You see, when we are broadcasting, this is universal love. Universal love is goodwill, inclusiveness, acceptance, availability, forgiveness, um, all of these good things, which really is the definition of love, right? When we are accepting of each other and we realize, well, actually, it's like the drops of water in the ocean. When we are realizing that we are like a drop of water in the ocean, and when we realize this, all the power of the ocean is with us, and that we can let there be love and peace flowing through us in this, in this loving inclusiveness. Can you, can you see why that would be a good analogy? The insights contained in Let There Be Peace on Earth arose in part from lessons learned in Jill Jackson Miller's troubled youth, a period which molded her outlook and set her looking for answers. The story is that I was an orphan at three, a rejected stepchild at five, a ward of the court at nine, adopted at 12, a runaway at 19, and then a little while after that I attempted suicide. 
I was in a world in which I felt alien, and many people have this feeling at times. Um, I did not know at that time in my life the love of family in the way that we always consider the ideal. Nature was my big love. I was contained in nature. I used to sit under trees and feel very loved by the tree. And I, ha I had my own little world. But um, I had this, this, this sense of, uh, of an alien world. And we all want to feel that embrace. And I, later on, I realized that I felt it when I was in nature, even as a child. But I came to the point later in my life after having computed in myself, if I couldn't take this world any longer, I would kill myself. And I, I attempted it. It didn't work. You see, that old tapes, when you do not feel loved and accepted by people, especially as in your, from your childhood up, you think something is the matter with you. And uh, I learned later that people are doing the best they can where they are. In other words, all the people that seemed to me at that time to reject me and so on, were doing the best that they could with their understanding. So that's what causes us to forgive the past and go on from there. There were always teachers or people like that in my life that were very kind. And I look back now and I see that all the way along I was getting this love. I was loved by God. And when I attempted suicide and I didn't succeed, I knew for the first time unconditional love, which God is. God is unconditional love. You are totally accepted, totally loved, just the way you are. In that moment, I was not allowed to die. And something happened to me, which is very difficult to explain to you. I had an eternal moment of truth in which I knew I was loved and I knew I was here for a purpose. Jill Jackson Miller's perception of universal love and brotherly harmony has been transmitted to all who sing her anthem of peace. Today, wonderful things are happening. Schools are taking these themes. Let peace begin with me. Some people are making it and putting it on their cars. Put a scotch tape in the back window to take a peace poll. Let peace begin with me. That means I'm going to pray it, say it, think it, be it, live it, share it. Now, these children, they're writing how to let peace begin. Children and adults, they're doing peace art. And children's peace art could be up on all the walls, not a contest. Contests are not of God, in my opinion. Why do I need to compete? We have different gifts to share with each other and humanity. Is that right? Therefore, I would love to see big posters showing the earth from the moon and saying, let's turn the world into a big block party, beginning with their own block. Now, when you reach out to the block, and the block becomes the extended family, what would happen to some of this frustrated energy that we see going into violence today? When people realize, but the block is my family. In other words, the extended family, the caring and sharing, the loving my neighbor kind of feeling. Now imagine the world, David. Imagine the world with millions and billions and zillions and whatever else there is, block parties in which each block becomes like a family, in which relevant love flows, and you're open to each other. So you say to the children, you want to help? And they say, yes, we want to help. Pretty soon, you have children's ideas, adult ideas coming together in a glorious enthusiasm. Enthusiasm comes from in God, you know.
the word enthusiasm comes from in God, the old Greek words, I'm told. So you have this wonderful enthusiasm, and pretty soon you have a little committee. Pretty soon you have whatever way that they want to do their block party. They're all different because each one, they're not like a blueprint. You don't go around and just do what somebody else did. Some people cordon off the block. They have dancing, square dancing. They sing. They play games. Or some people do a, an international food kind of thing. Whatever they want to do. But just please, God, let's turn the world into a big block party beginning with their own block. And these big things that they're doing today, David, like the Hands Across America and Pro Peace, wonderful, aren't they? Now, I think that after they drop hands, everybody should go home and start a block party because that's the extension of it. Or put this on their car. Let peace begin with me. And let it be known. You see, we want the good news. And let's ask the newscasters, dear people, please take an oath like the doctors and say we promise to tell the good news too and then have a good news editor who will let you send the good news in about all the little so-called unknowns who are the real celebrities. And then you send the good news in and they tell it. The late Jill Jackson Miller, who with her husband Cy Miller, wrote the song, Let There Be Peace on Earth, and let it begin with me. Special thanks to Cassandra Morgan and the Madrigal Chorus of Belmont High School in Belmont, Massachusetts, and to Dr. Robert Moeller, former Assistant Secretary General of the United Nations.
You're listening to Humankind. I'm David Freudberg. Our program is presented by Human Media in association with The Network Incorporated. Studio recording by Steve Colby. Editorial assistance from Francis McGovern and Karen Frost. Program development and support provided by Short Media. To purchase a CD copy of this program, please call 1-800-5-LISTEN. That's 1-800-5-L-I-S-T-E-N. Or visit our website where you can also obtain an audio download of this and our other programs and can hear selected episodes free. You can access free written materials related to this program as well. Our web address is humanmedia.org. That's humanmedia.org. Again, if you'd like to purchase a CD copy of Humankind by phone, please call 1-800-5-LISTEN, and our web address is humanmedia.org. And you can email us with your comments. Please write to listeners at humanmedia.org. Again, the address is listeners at humanmedia.org. The executive producer is David Freudberg. This is Humankind. To hear more episodes of Humankind, you can subscribe to our free podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast player. A new episode each week. The podcast title is Humankind on Public Radio. And if you enjoy this program, be sure to leave us a kind review at iTunes and Stitcher. If you want to support the program, please visit humanmedia.org. And at the top of the homepage, click on How You Can Help. Again, our web address is humanmedia.org. Thanks.